My thoughts, my opinion. Sports podcast. Yo, what it is? Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. Yo, this episode I'm gonna be talking about the Bucks got a new key addition to their offense. I'm gonna let y'all know who it is and do I believe that this person can get the Bucks over the hump? The Seahawks signed DK Metcalf to a three-year extension, man. I'm gonna give y'all my opinion on that and going to switch it to the NBA. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? He said he is, and I'm going to read off his stats and figure out, is my man a Hall of Famer? But before we get down to the NBA, Doug, let's go to the NFL because y'all already know that the NFL training camps are already in session. You feel me? That's what I'm talking about. I'm glad yo, football is getting back to where it's supposed to be. Helmets is clacking. Pads is nagging, you know what I mean? That's what we need. But Julio Jones signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a one-year deal. Probably roughly around six mil, somewhere around that um, price range. Now, is Julio Jones, was that a good move for Julio Jones? I say yes. It's a good move for Julio Jones. Number one, uh, it most definitely would help this guy hamstrings because that's, that's what he's been hampered with for the last couple of seasons is Nothing but hamstring injuries. And that warm weather can most definitely help out his hamstrings. Number two, he's in a state that there's no um, state income tax. So that means majority of that six mil is coming straight to that guy. <laughs> so I know that that's most definitely a good deal in the deal breaker form. You feel me? And then number three, man, and it's not last but least, you know what I mean? But you playing with the GOAT, playing with Tom Brady. You playing with a quarterback whose IQ is off the goddamn Richter scale. You feel me? So now that Julio is there, both sides, it, 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 it's a great move for both sides. You feel me? And and I can most definitely see Tampa Bay can possibly go deep into the playoffs with just that one move. You feel me? Um, now I don't think Julio would be a number one wide receiver. I don't think I think that time has surpassed Julio now. I think now you put a measure. Your number two, your number three, especially until Chris Godwin get back, you still got Mike Evans, who's your number one wide receiver anyway, who's most definitely always down for putting up big numbers, who is, I believe, the one of the most under, underrated wide receivers in the game right now. It's Mike Evans. So you, you pair Julio up with Mike Evans. Now you got two big physical wide receivers who can put the burners on too a little bit, that can get downfield, that that can run routes, that most definitely can most uh help Tom Brady uh move downfield. Well, the Bucks offense to move downfield, because you know they don't have Gronk this year. You know, Gronk finally retired again. <laughs> but I most definitely can can see Julio filling in that spot. Now, last year with 10 games with the Tennessee Titans, Julio uh, put on a... Okay, yeah. Wasn't good. Wasn't great. It was just okay. You feel me? He threw up in 10 games. He threw, he caught 31 receptions. He um had 434 rush, I mean, uh, receiving yards. And he had one touchdown. Just one. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tennessee is a run, run first offense anyway. And Tannehill really, not the strong arm, but 
you know, not the best quarterback down there. That's one of the reasons why AJ Brown left that uh team, you know, got traded to Philly. But um Julio, like I said, those stats wasn't wasn't ringing, wasn't like, oh man, what's up with Julio? Because Julio, you know, has always been big stats. Always had uh his previous years with Atlanta and Matt Ryan. That he was the he was the go to guy. Even when um Ronnie White was there and, and, and Julio first got into the Atlanta Falcons, Julio was still submerging to be that number one, especially coming out of Alabama. And that was the reason why uh Atlanta felt like they can let go of Roddy White was because of the uh uprising of Julio Jones. So Julio, like I said, it is it, I don't see him putting up big stats. I don't really see Julio even getting a thousand yards this year. Now he's going to most definitely them touchdown ratings are gonna go up. I believe that Julio should least score five touchdowns this year because I, I can really see Julio being a red zone target. You know, it's not a lot of DBs that are going to be able to match up with Julio and, you know, try to stop. Him. So I, I, I can see Julio um grabbing at least five touchdowns this year, mainly in the red zone. I can see Julio maybe getting 500 receiving yards and, you know, possibly he can go up on the receiving. I, I really don't see his catches really going up. Too much. Um, I can see him in the 30s, maybe the 40s, you know, because like I said, Tom Brady's most definitely gonna give it to him. And you are if y'all haven't seen uh the training camp of the Buccaneers, <laughs> that's what Tom Brady looked for automatically was straight to uh Julio Jones. But like I said, it, it's a great, great fit. Um, it gives the Bucks and it gives Julio a chance to go for a ring. You know, I, I believe Julio should be a wide receiver that uh should be a Super Bowl champ. He almost became a Super Bowl champ against Tom Brady a couple years ago, but we already know how that story went. Yes, not a good success story for the Atlanta Falcons. But um, least Julio now uh teaming up with Tom Brady, it gives him a chance to possibly possibly get back to the Super Bowl and maybe win the Super Bowl. You know, I, I, I still believe that the Saints is on their tail and, and, and is not too far behind the Bucks and I and I believe those two are going to split uh those games and I really couldn't tell you who's going to win that division. That's gonna be another episode, another time, you feel me? But at least Julio down there gives him a chance. And shout out to my man Julio for keeping his career going. <laughs> And I wish you nothing but the best of luck down in Tampa Bay, you feel me? Stuffing when you play against the Ravens. <laughs> All right, man. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf signs a three-year, $72 million extension. 58.2 uh, mil is guaranteed, and he signed a 30-mil signing bonus. That now puts DK Metcalf as one of, or not the highest-paid wide receiver in the game. Now, should he be paid as the highest wide receiver in the game? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think DK, DK Metcalf has put enough up um, to be uh, 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 the highest paid wide receiver. But DK Metcalf has, he, he is 
one of the top wide receivers in the game. I'm not going to say he is the, but he can potentially be one of the top wide receivers in the game. Um, Because right now, Seattle, in my opinion, is going through a rebuild. And um, they really don't have a quarterback that's really going to give it to DK Metcalf. I don't think they fully believe in Drew Locke. I believe they're still trying to get Jimmy G um, out of San Francisco, which I think it would be a good move um for the Seattle. But for DK Metcalf, man, um you're going into a you're going into a rebuild stage in my opinion. I don't really see Seattle winning that division, not by a long shot. The only ways I think Seattle will win that division if everybody else on that division gets hurt, gets injured, can't play, they win by default. I, I really just don't see Seattle winning that division. I, I Seattle's gonna be a basement team. You know what I mean? It's going to be games that I guarantee you this year that I'm not even going to pick Seattle to uh, play against. <laughs> you know what I mean? In the prediction pool. I, I I really don't see Seattle winning, man. And and I, I guess what Seattle is trying to do is by the time DK Metcalf um, contract is up, he's probably going to be about 27 years old. And normally when you're about that age, DK should be going into getting maybe one more big contract from a team because I don't think Seattle is going to be his last stomping ground. I, I really can see DK Metcalf somewhere else. Um, I just don't know where. And you're going to have to wait three years unless they're going to plan on trading them. And I don't think they're going to trade them. Um, because, like, right now, DK Metcalf is that number one wide receiver. Um, no disrespect to Tyler Lockett, but I think DK is – is is a little bit better than Tyler Lock. Tyler Lock can run that deep ball, and he's he's a great route runner. But DK Metcalf is big. He's physical. He can run routes. He got speed. He he's your typical look of your look alike number one. He he, he kind of gives you that to feeling. You feel me? So um, out of three seasons that DK Metcalf been in the league with Seattle. He played 49 games. Not bad. He had 216 reception yards, 3,170 uh, receiving yards, and 29 touchdowns. And just last year alone, he played all 17 games, which means he's durable, which means he's <laughs> he's available. Your best ability is your availability in the NFL. So he's, a, he, he's there. He had 75 catches last year. He had 967 yards and 12 touchdowns. That right there, all you had to do was just bump up those receptions up to a hundred, bump those uh, receiving yards up to a thousand. That's your typical number one wide receiver right there. You know what I mean? And and Seattle already seen it. Seattle was like, man, we can go ahead and pay this guy now, lock him into the books. Hopefully, we can get Jimmy G and we can build around these two. These two can get a connection. Then you know we can. It won't be a bad rebuild for the for the uh, Seahawks, but as of right now, it's the bad rebuild, bad move, bad a thing. <laughs> it's just bad, bad, bad. It just that's so that's all they're going to get today. You feel me? I, I, I like I said, man. DK, good wide receiver. Um, you know if they can keep Tyler Lockett, they they got a good wide receiver duo with him and Lockett. Um, but as far as no quarterback, 
Um, I think Jamal Adams is back in the camp. You know, you got to see how that defense plays out because I don't believe they signed Carlos Dunlap back. So we we just got to see what Seattle is at. You know, once 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 training camp is is fully underway and they figure out what their quarterback situation is and and preseason kicks in and we'll we'll find out what Seattle is. But right now, Seattle is. Seattle yeah, just trash right now. I, I hate to say it, you know what I mean, but I, I I just don't see Seattle uh winning. <laughs> All right, man. Let, let's talk about the White Howard. Yes, the White Howard. The White Howard believes that he is a Hall of Famer. The White Howard say once his career is over, he should be mentioned as one of the best big men in the game. And I kind of agree. The White Howard. I know a lot of people are going to be like, man, the White Howard fell off since the years of 06 through uh, 2012. Well, you know, stuff happens. <laughs> you know, Orlando was pretty much done, over with, moved on from him, and he really couldn't find his, his niche other than to uh, until he got with the Lakers. Well, no, he found his niche with the Rockets first for a little bit. Him and James Harden was a good duo. But then after that whole James Harden experiment, it was just like Dwight Howard just not could not be found in the NBA. He didn't bounce around from a lot of teams to Atlanta, to Washington, to uh, uh, Charlotte, then to the Lakers, then to Philly, and then back to the Lakers. And then right now, I don't believe he signed on to a team right now, which I don't see why. I, I see why, but I don't see why. If you're looking for a legit backup big man, even a starting big man, Dwight Howard is your guy, in my opinion. I think Dwight Howard should have been signed before a lot of these guys, like Andre Drummond and JaVale McGee. You know, that's just my opinion. But, you know, let's let's just look at, let's look at Dwight Howard, Orlando Magic Prime years. It's 06 through 2012. So it's six years. In Orlando, the White House with 06 through 07, he was a 17.6 point a game. He averaged 12.3 rebounds a game, 1.9 blocks, and he was the 60% field goal. 07 08 year went up points per game 20.7, rebounds per game 14.2, blocks per game 2.1, field goal percentage 60%. Yeah, the year after that, 08-09 season, not too bad. He had 20.6 uh, points a game, 13.8 rebounds, 2.9 blocks, 57% uh, field goal. His 09-010, I mean 2009-2010 year, dropped down just a little bit, just a little bit. He had a down year. He had 18.3 points, 13.2 rebounds, 2.8 blocks. 61% field goal. Not bad. He's defensive player of the year campaign. 2010-2011. He had 22.9 points a game. 14.1 rebounds. 2.4 re, uh, blocks. And he was shooting at 59% field goal percentage. His last year with Orlando, he was a 20.6 uh, points per game. 14.5 rebounds. 2.1 blocks, uh, 57% field goal percentage. And throughout all his uh, his career in, in Orlando, he was putting up big numbers, Doug. 
He was defensive player of the year once or twice, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I mean? And and for doing those years right there, doing those years in, in, in Orlando, that was a Hall of Famer right there. That's a Hall of Fame resume, in my opinion. What big guy that was averaging 22-14, blocks and the 59% uh, percent field goal percentage? What big guy can do that? What big guy is, is now doing that? You feel me? It's not. It's rarely not many. It's rarely not many. Especially shooting that that high in the field goal percentage. So I I'm not knocking Dwight Howard, man. Like I said, he got a ring. He's an Olympic gold medal. Um, defensive player of the year. He led a team to a finals in Orlando when he was the primary guy. Um, he just got beat by my Lakers. And Kobe Bryant, um, I, I'm I'm pretty much saying the White Howard should be mentioned in the Hall of Fame, man. The White Howard has to be mentioned. He is like one of the last dying breed big men that we have left in the game. You know, we still got a couple. I already mentioned Andre Drummond and JaVale McGee is is one of them. Um, but as far as the White Howard caliber, man, we. There's not that many left in the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? And let's get this man his roses while he's still here. Why he still can smell them. The White Howard, my guy, you deserve to be a Hall of Fame. I'm going to go ahead and just go on the limb and say, you are a Hall of Famer in my books. Now, I, I I don't really believe that you will get the first call. You know, that, and you know it's okay. Everybody don't answer the first call. You feel me? But that... If, if they don't try to get you in the Hall of Fame, I think the NBA is set up. Because majority of these guys, I, I believe that Dwight Howard should have been um, the top 75 players if he wasn't on that list. <laughs> I, You know, let's take away like Dame Lillard. You know, I, no disrespect to Dame Lillard, but I think Dwight Howard has his resume and his career just a tad bit better. Just a little bit. You know what I mean? At least the White Howard got out the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. You know, Dame Lillard only made it to the Western Conference Finals. The White Howard was, he was a monster on defense also. Even even leading the team in scoring, he was still monsters on defense. He was the reason that Orlando was even mentioned to uh be considered in the in the finals. He was he was the he was the Superman after Shaq, you know. So, so I, like I said, man, Dwight Howard is most definitely a Hall of Famer in my books. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me and and, and don't believe that Dwight Howard is a Hall of Fame. If you don't believe that Dwight Howard is a Hall of Fame, man, just holler at me. Let me know what's your opinion on why you think Dwight Howard is not a Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Tell me. Is it because he didn't bounce the, from team to team at, at, um, at the end of his career? You know what I mean? Or is it that the NBA evolution has changed? Big men have to shoot. They no longer just camp it down in the paint anymore and anything of that nature. So, the White Howard is one of the last dying big uh, breed of the big men era. Give that man his flowers, man. Let him know. <laughs> He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, dog. That that's just me. So 
the White Howard, you get my, you get, I, I give you my vote if my vote would count. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, ah, all right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and and wrap this episode up. This episode was a little short, but um, I guarantee you the next episode is gonna be a little bit longer, maybe a little bit better. Well, it is gonna be a little bit better because it's me. <laughs> you feel me? But um. As always, man, y'all already know what it is, man. Tell a friend who can be a friend who want to be a friend that my thoughts, my opinion, sports podcast is out here, Doug. Still going, still thriving. And coming up on my one year at when this uh, episode drop, I will be officially a one year podcast host, Doug. Yeah, man, it's it's been a nice journey. It's been a great journey. You know, I didn't see the ups and downs on this podcast platforms, and I seen more ups than I seen downs. So, as always, man, I appreciate y'all. Cause without y'all, man, there's no me. This my my podcast wouldn't be out here growing and growing and growing. You know what I mean? So, like I said, tell a friend who want a friend who can possibly be a friend. Then you know what I mean you can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Podbean, um, Newsly, Player FM. List goes on, yo. Check me out on one of those platforms. And y'all already know on Mondays and Thursdays. Check me out on Opolis Radio. You know what I mean? Noon and 6 p.m. Man Cave Mondays. And on Thursdays, check me out. I guarantee you, real dope. Um, radio station. You can catch all my episodes on there. You feel me? Um, make sure y'all check out my Instagram page. My Instagram is my T-H-T-S, my opinion, underscore sports podcast. This is going to let y'all know what episode is going with, uh, give you a little clip of my episode. You know what I mean? So make sure y'all check it out. Make sure y'all go in there, write y'all reviews, and rate me, man. Whether y'all like this episode, whether y'all like the whole podcast as a whole. You feel me? If you don't have an Instagram, follow me on Twitter. Twitter, you can do the same thing. It's at my T-H-T-S, my opinion. It's going to give you the same information on my Instagram. And if you don't have Instagram or Twitter, follow me on Facebook. My Facebook page is going to have the same exact thing. And that's at my T-H-T-S, my opinion. You feel me? And then also, you make sure you go ahead and check me out on ASAP Network, on The Real Talk. You know what I mean? We're going to give y'all different uh, segments where we're going to talk about, whether it's boxing, basketball, football. You know what I mean? Us giving us our opinion and having a good time, man. It's a great show. You feel me? Yo, so check us out every Mondays and Thursdays. 9 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. You feel me? Check us out on there. And then, like I said, check out the, the network period. The network has multiple different segments where they give you your baseball, your football, your sports betting, your fantasy sports. You know what I mean? The list goes on. Check out ASAP Network. We on Roku, Apple TV, YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, all over. You feel me? Check us out. I guarantee you. You will not be disappointed. You feel me? And as always, y'all know the quote. If you ain't first, you last. And I'm out.